Presto! Welcome to the Super Gamer Boys. We bring you the nerdy news and conversations you want to hear every Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Here in the studio with me today for the nonstop rock block of video games, comics, and movies is none other than J.J. Purdom. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Super Gamer Boys. I'm JJ, and obviously I'm joined here in the studio with Garrett Morlang. And this week, don't adjust your dial. What you're listening to is Garrett and I have mind-melded each other and switched personalities. So whereas Garrett is going to be wacky, zany, and crazy, I will be bringing you the straightforward, announcing style that Garrett has been accustomed to. How are you today, Garrett? I'm doing Fantastic. Okay, wait a second. Hold on, hold on. Dude, I don't curse like that. Come on. Oh, well. No, no, I don't like your impression of me. You turn me into a loser, man. It's like just dropping F-bombs. And he keeps bleeping me out when I say words like holy. You know, I say a good, wholesome word, and you're bleeping it out. And and people who listen, my mother, if she was alive, would think that I'm dropping F-bombs, dude. I don't, come on. Hey, but it makes people laugh. You know, it does make people laugh. <laughs> but you keep bleeping it out even when I tell you, like, dude, come on, come on. It's just, that, you know, this show's all about the goose. It's yeah. about the goose. Is that how I sound to you? <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I mean, is that how I sound to you? It's, it's, it's you know, a little bit. Yeah, you know? which is that crazy. My, that was my sweet radio voice. What do you think of that? That was pretty sweet, actually. But the funny thing is, is that... When I do pro wrestling announcing, I am you. I become the straight lace guy. I'm not the comedy guy. I know you guys are used to the comedy gold when we're doing a podcast together uh, here on the Super Gamer Boys. Make sure to rate us on iTunes. Five stars, thank you. Uh, normally, I never show that side of my personality when I announce pro wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, pro wrestling is bringing you this week some of the greatest action in all of sports and entertainment. So I become the straight guy, and I prefer that to this. That's That still blows my mind you've talked about that before and i just can't believe that you're not like the big zany character you know that you are 24 7 like you almost like shut that off uh in a sense yeah when you, when you announce it and it's, it's so fun close my name. It, it's fun because it is a character it's a character too i get to step into this role where then i become the serious voice trying to thread story and entertainment throughout the the action that i call and i call it like it's a sporting event as greased up men wrestle each other for dominance and superiority <laughs> and championship belts yeah well I, in a sense i guess it's still a little bit of a character because it's not quite the straight man it's, it's not not quite my my level of straight man you know right right i <laughs> was a boring nerd. lame uh horrible <laughs> no boring voice of, you know no. Garrett, <laughs> who's telling you that is that me is that is that me as am i telling you eh, you make fun of me all the time man i do because i love this you this is Garrett. a judgment-free zone <laughs> Oh, no, you leave that snowflake stuff outside, man. That's not, no, you get melted in here, bro. Okay, okay. All goofs all the time, right? <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, let's get down to it. It's time for the Nerdy Nudes of the Week. <laughs> Isn't that radio voice? I love it. Like, I love it. You should just do that from now on. It's exhausting. I don't know how much longer I could do it for. Would it hurt your throat if you tried to do that all the time? Yeah, I, I need a glass of water now. <laughs> exhausted. I'm going to go take a nap. Uh, let's get down to it. Uh, our first news here is uh, Metal Gear Solid gets the tabletop treatment. Um, so everyone else uh, doesn't really care, but me, I'm freaking out over this new uh, Metal Gear Solid game I get to play. Um, you know how much I love the classics. I love the PlayStation 1 version. Um, oh, get, in, get off the table, dude. Okay. Just sit down already, okay? I get it. You're <laughs> excited, Garrett. You know, put your pants back on. What is going on with you, man? Control yourself. I'm sorry, I'm Try sorry. to be professional, dude. We're trying to do a podcast. Who, who doesn't love a good board game, man? <laughs> Me <laughs> and pretty much every other red blooded American male. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> Coming from comicbook.com, uh, we hear that Konami and IDW Games is announcing a brand new way to experience the intricate world of Metal Gear Solid. Um, it's going to be a completely immersive cooperative experience uh, for those that love the Konami video game series. Uh, you get to don the boots of Solid Snake, uh, take on the role of Meryl Silverberg, <laughs> Dr. Hale Otacon Emmerich, and Gray Fox, the Cyborg Ninja. Oh my gosh, that was my nickname in high school, the Cyborg Ninja. Dude, I wish that was my nickname. It was mostly because I had one lazy eye, and it would kind of sometimes trail off to one side. Um but no, this sounds super fun to me. Um, a fun, like, cooperative game. You get to work together with your friends. Um, 
And then, uh, yeah, the game offers a dynamic AI system, sandbox play style. Uh, so it sounds like as you go through and do these missions together, you get to kind of make the story your own. You get to do your your own thing there. So that's that's pretty sweet. Yeah, speaking of sandbox, Garrett, I think that's probably what they should do with that tabletop game is, like a sandbox, kind of just sweeping the sand over the turd that is that uh, table. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's not something you want to be talking at all positive about, okay, you know? Just, just because you're a hater of fun, adventurous, board games. Who said they were adventurous? This is an adventure to you? <laughs> yeah. I moved the stick three places. There's nothing <laughs> okay, adventurous okay. There about isn't, that. There isn't one board game out there that you, you enjoy playing? D&D. Oh, dude. <sighs> I wish Love that it. were true. I wish that were true. <laughs> <laughs> It'll never happen. Uh, like with the the, the gauntlet's been thrown down. The challenge has been out. There is no bets that can be lost. I will never play this game. I stake your life on it. People's money uh, are, are at stake here with this, you know. Like oh, I, we, I we've, had, we've had responses on Twitter even from people saying like, hey, like, you know, it's going to happen. Uh, you had a friend on, on Twitter there who, who responded in uh, like 30 years from now. Yeah. JJ talking to his grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> it, it could happen. It yeah. could happen. Well, we will see. Um, but no, that's something I'm super stoked about. It probably won't be coming until 2019, later 2019. But I think it'll be a lot of fun. I always enjoyed a good board game. Um, and uh, I don't know. I think it'd be cool if they kept doing this with more video games and movies and stuff like that. Um, I think it'd be neat if they made like, uh, you know, I imagine like a, a family game, you know, for you and your kids to play based off like Crash Bandicoot or something like, oh, let's make a, um, let's, you got to get through the level and make it Cranium-esque. I don't know if you ever played the board game Cranium, but you pull, draw a card and uh, pretend you're, uh, you know, it's like a charade saying like pretend you're a dog chasing after a frisbee or something. I don't know why I was always like really great at that game growing up. I was always kind of like I, my I bag. Believe it. I believe it because <laughs> you are shameless. Yeah, I was always terrible at that game because really? I did not like to pretend to do things in front of people. Oh, even no, just I'm, for fun. It's just for fun, and I, I always got in my head too much. No, I'm totally all about that. It's actually one of my favorites uh, from growing up. We'd play. So no, I love tabletop games. If there was any video game uh, franchise that became a a tabletop game that I could see playing with my wife and my kids. Um, first thing that popped up was I was thinking maybe Super Mario Brothers, but I know that they already have a couple of games out there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't you know. know. Uh, you know. They're probably pretty crappy. I just I'm sure they're licensed by Nintendo. Oh, so they gotta be crappy. They have to. Is it? No, what I'm saying is I'm like they might not be crappy, but. I don't know. I, I've never heard of a good Super Mario Brothers board <laughs> game. So, And if I haven't heard of it, it doesn't exist. No. You know? That's how it goes. It goes without saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, that's, that's pretty neat. Um, let's get into the next news here. Uh, Pixar's latest original feature is titled Onward. Uh, so this has come from Polygon. Uh, last year at D23, which is their big Disney conference they do, I don't think they do it every year, every couple of years, maybe. Um, they revealed the plot of the movie. It would follow a world of suburban fantasy populated by beings of fantasy stories like trolls, elves, centaurs, and more. In this world, machines take the place of magic. So elves use cell phones, centaurs eat fast food. Instead of being mysterious, glamorous creatures, unicorns are raccoon-like pests. <laughs> this is starting to sound more and more like D&D. Why is everything starting to sound like Dungeons and Dragons to it's me? It's happening. No, it's not happening. <laughs> Let it go. Over. Let it die. Stop. Turn back. Repent. Repent yeah. for the time is nigh. Yeah. But uh, the plot will follow two teenage elf brothers, presumably voiced by Pratt, Holland, uh, because uh, I forgot to mention, it's going to star Chris Pratt, Tom Holland, to Spider-Man, uh, Julia Lewis uh, Dreyfus from Julia uh, Louis Dreyfus. She was yeah. Elaine in Seinfeld. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought that was. Yeah, from Seinfeld. Heck of a dancer that one. Uh, and Octavia Spencer. So it's going to have some a fun cast there, um, and it's just kind of a fun take on the fantasy thing. Like, oh, instead of there being like magic and spells and wizards and stuff, like technology has kind of taken that place. Um, and so, and I think that's kind of, it goes into talking about how, um, 
the, these brothers are embarking on a quest to see if there's any magic left in the world. They're, kind of, they're like, kind of sick of the technology, sick of the modern day, and they want to go back and see, like, hey, we're mythical creatures, magical creatures. Like, where where did the magic go? This would be kind of like your ideal world, huh? Where you're like, technology just takes over everything, yeah. uh, you know? Uh, we got automatic uh, elves, butt wipers now. Yeah, elves and, elves and technology, you know? I love those <laughs> mythical creatures. <laughs> what were you again last week? I forget. Were it you doesn't the orc matter. lord or it something? No, no, it doesn't matter, but that's why we want to talk about it. Okay. You were like an orc lord or an elf no. queen or something <laughs> i can't remember what it was do you really want to know i have no desire okay None. let's move on then <laughs> but in case you were wondering i am a high elf necromancer bard <laughs> so <laughs> it, it never gets old it never gets old uh cool um yeah that's uh I just thought that was really neat. I'm always excited for a, a new Pixar movie. Um, I don't know if you, like, what, what's the last Pixar movie you've seen? Or maybe like, not even the most recent one, but what's what's your favorite Pixar movie? Like, if you think back through their catalog. Like, Toy Story. Toy Star. The original yeah. Toy Story. Uh, Pixar is fantastic. They've come mm. up with so many great movies. Um, is Pix Pixar the same one that uh, did Up, right? Yes. Because I know I there were so many so. that came out at the same time. And um, I love that movie a lot, too. But uh, all of all of the stuff that they've put their hands in have has just come out great. And they're, they're family favorites for sure at my house. So I, I would say Toy Story because it's probably the one that we, we have watched the most. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a perennial favorite in our home. Yeah. So, in fact, speaking of Toy Story, there is an ice show that's coming up pretty soon that we're supposed to go watch. Okay. And, a little uh, Disney on ice yeah, action. Yeah, I was trying to badmouth it a little bit to the wife mostly because the tickets were kind of high. And uh, I find that we're actually probably going to end up taking the whole family to go see that. Oh, cool. Yeah. That'll be fun. Um, yeah, I guess my my favorite Pixar movie, uh, I'm pretty... So it gets confusing because there's Pixar and then there's like Disney Pixar and then um, and then there's, you know, just straight up Disney movies. I'm pretty sure this is... A Pixar movie. It might be a Disney Pixar, but Monsters Inc. That was always one of my favorites oh. of all time. Like Mike Wazowski, uh, I love that character so much. Like it's just so fantastic, so funny. Um, that's one I've I could watch over and over and over again. And even like Monsters University, the sequel, mm -hmm. it wasn't as good, but it was still so much fun. It was I fantastic. Just, Billy Crystal's loved, great. Yeah, Billy <laughs> Crystal and uh, oh, who's who plays uh, Sully? John Goodman. John Goodman. That's who it is. And. Man, this is, they just work so perfectly off of each other, similar to us. Yes. Yeah, I kind of like the John Goodman to your uh, your Billy Crystal. Yeah, something like that. So, well, wait, wait, which one is the straight one? I think you I think you uh, look more like Mike Wazowski a little like bit. A little, a little. Are you saying like I'm a little short, fat guy with one eye? What? <laughs> what's, that, what's that about? I mean, there's similarities. My skin color might be a little green right now because I told you I'm getting over a cold. It's kind of hurtful, Garrett. You're being mean today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's the radio voice coming through. <laughs> Is that, oh, it's Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. It's horrible. <laughs> it's be a jerk to JJ day. <laughs> That's like every day. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, this next article here is uh, just a little one about um, all the new movies and shows coming to Netflix in January. It's getting towards the end of the month, and I'm always excited to see what Netflix is uh, bringing in, and I'm always sad to see what they're getting rid of. Uh, we're not going to talk about what they're getting rid of uh, because I could not find that list. <laughs> but uh, I, we will talk about just a couple things that stood out to us that we are excited about um, coming to Netflix next month. There's a lot to be excited about, dude. There's a really great list, but there's uh, there's also going to be some that are removed from the current lineup. I'm curious to see what that is. I don't think we have that here today, but the ones that are coming in, some of the ones right off the top that are jumping out at me, I love great action movies, especially movies from the 80s, because 80s movies rock. There's a whole lot of blowing up and a whole lot of cursing and a whole <laughs> lot of walking around on glass with no shoes. I don't know why, but I love that stuff. <laughs> Die Hard's still my favorite Christmas movie, just saying. Hey, I'm uh, right there with you. <laughs> and it is a Christmas movie. That is no question. No question. It is a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. Just saying. No questions. No questions. 
All right. So one of the one of the things that uh, is coming is a whole group of movies. That's the Indiana Jones films. I'm yeah. excited. I love those movies and all four of them, including the crazy one with the alien interdimensional species, whatever the heck's going on. Uh, come on, yeah. Garrett. Sorry. Come on. I told you to take your Beano. He's got gas today, folks. Sorry about that. <laughs> Unprofessional. No, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is a giant fart. No, it's good. They they were trying to hand over the reins to Shia LaBeouf to try to take over Look the franchise. Look how well that went. <laughs> that went over like a giant fart. But, uh, <laughs> but man, I thought it stood alone as a good movie. And it was great to see like kind of the nostalgia of Harrison Ford at the age of 97, doing whatever it is that he does, <laughs> stapling a uh, fedora on the top of his head to keep keep it on. <laughs> you know, I, I love those movies. They're just I, a blast and they're fun. It's like an old, familiar, yeah, yeah. comfortable glove you can keep putting on and it, it just feels just right. Yeah, it's a good one. I, I know this is an unpopular opinion too, but my favorite one, mostly because I just saw it the most, it was one that was always on TV, is uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. <laughs> I know it's def- like most people would be like, oh, that's even worse. Like that's, yeah. that's just as bad. But I, I just always love that one because it was the one that was always be flipping through the channels. It was on and I always love the part where the dude like sticks his hand in his chest and rips his heart out. And it's just like, oh, it's so cool. Like as a kid, like so over the top. it was like so over the top and so like just crazy. And like, this is awesome. Of, I love Indiana Jones. Of all of them, the one that stands out for me is my favorite and is probably yours too, is Last Crusade. I loved Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And uh, of course, Sean Connery was fantastic as the father. And, uh, you know, he's going to get the Holy Grail and everything else. It's just fun. Such a fun. And then, of course, there's the old guy who's like protecting the grill, the old knight and everything else. They used him, I want to say, in a Pepsi commercial around that time (laughs) when it came out. And he's like, you must choose. Choose wisely. You know, this is great. That's awesome. It's so great. Cool. Uh, is there any any other ones on there? Um, let me see. Oh, there's there's a couple there's a lot of, of them. There's a couple uh, of really big I, ones. I was excited about it's a newer release, uh, which I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Uh, not even a year old, but Solo, a Star Wars story, uh, is coming to Netflix. Now that was the one I missed. Being even though I'm like a huge Star Wars fan, seen every movie. Oh, what was that? What was that? Oh, gosh. Is, is, that, is that based on your Star Wars love? Jeez, you're, you're a horrible person. <laughs> People will stop listening if no, you keep talking please, like that. folks, I'm a huge fan. Huge fan. Look, He's, I, he's just only seen one, or four, five, and six. Which, granted, yeah. I, I would agree those are the best ones. Like... But you have to see him. You have no, to, that's you not true. Him. I did get dragged, kicking and screaming, and uh, I believe that I was heavily medicated and went and watched The Last Jedi. I, okay, I remember that. I and remember then that afterwards, now. I had to be heavily medicated even more. <laughs> just no, it's not, guys. It's not. It's not bad. It's not. It's just not my thing. It's. I grew up in an era when there was a lot of people who loved four, five, and six, uh, the original three films that were that were done back in the seventies and early eighties, and those hold a special place in my heart. Never got to see any of the other ones because the other ones came out. It was a, a bad connotation to be a Star Wars fan at that time, even though it's very popular and everything. There were people of my generation that railed against it and considered it, you know, like, you can't go and watch that movie because it makes you. You a nerd. Now, even if you were born a nerd, you live as a nerd, you are perceived as a nerd. If you fall into the Star Wars love, then you're just fully embracing and accepting and, and just living inside of the nerddom <laughs> that you obviously live every day of your life, Gary. Heck yeah. It's <laughs> the best way to be. Right? Hey, I'm just being real. Just being real. Did you see that one of the movies is coming out? I don't know if you're a big fan. I'm a huge fan of the Beatles. I love the Beatles music. Across the Universe is the movie that was made with a lot of their songs in mind. Um, so I, I've never seen that one. Um, I've heard incredible things about it, and I love the Beatles. Like for, uh, I believe, I forget. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Trudy, my wife, you know, <laughs> I don't remember if it was an anniversary thing or something, but we went, <laughs> we, we went, bought, I, I, I bought us tickets to go to a, a Beatles concert, essentially. And there was like a full like live orchestra playing with them. And there was a bunch of obviously not the actual I was going to say, Garrett, not the Garrett got Beatles. himself a time warp machine, jumped into a wormhole, went back in time, listened to the Beatles. Was this before Lennon died or did you actually it was before, resurrect it? Was, it? It was insane. Wow. It was insane. Garrett. And I brought him back with me and I don't know where he went. So <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> uh, 
but no so it was like a cover band obviously mm-hmm. but they killed it like they, the whole time like they were the characters they were That's like awesome. they were the artist like they talked exactly like them acted exactly like them all the songs were just incredible it was like a couple hour long concert just with a live orchestra with these people playing um you know doing the whole bit and it was it was incredible i so i love we love beatles music so that might be one i need to check out i want to say my wife's even seen it and i'm just too lazy to get around and watching it so. i subject my kids to listening to beatles songs quite a bit i probably just drive them nuts because i will play it over and over and over again uh i love beatles music i never did as a as a kid but now as a grown man i find it just to be fun uh uplifting i do a lot of housework uh running around the house doing cleaning and stuff putting myself on autopilot as i listen to some beatles and just jamming and then for a little while i've got like a little bit of a beatles thing going <laughs> and i just kind of piss my wife off because i talk like that for a long time you know i keep trying to get her to like get in the kitchen you know you make me some food if it were you know and I, I don't know why it's so fun it's so easy to just drop right into especially as i'm listening to them as the you know do a little dingly dingly you know and just kind of rockin' and rockin' you know whatever it is that they so do good. yeah yeah, <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> um, I just have a couple more things I want to point out here. And I don't know, yeah, if you, if you have more, you can talk about those. But I just want to, two big ones I just want to point out to everyone. Uh, Marvel's uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, another one that came out last year, like last spring. Um, that one's coming out. I can't wait for that because that's another one. So that was around the beginning of last year. It was a little crazy because we had just had a kid in November. So the first few months of having a kid is just like, uh, survival mode. Like how in the world do we like figure out how to do life now when we have a third person? Um, so we missed that one. So I can't wait to watch that and not have to pay, you know, 25 bucks for a movie ticket or something. Isn't that always <laughs> fun when you don't have to pay? Yeah. Right. It's fantastic. And then, uh, uh, the other one, just real quick to point out, uh, Disney Pixar's the Incredibles two came out last summer. I'm super stoked for that. Cause again, missed that one, heard great things about it. So yeah. What did Hotel Transylvania 3 is also coming to Netflix uh, at the end of January. And so that's kind of a trip to me because that just came out, too. I guess it didn't get very yeah, good. Yeah, that one it, just came out even just a couple months ago. So Was it, it, was it, it that was, recent? Yeah, because it was like a, it was around Halloween, I want to say. So like the end of oh. October-ish, something like that. So, yeah, that's that's not a good sign. But, no. um, well, the other one that, that came out on... Uh, or is coming out to Netflix that I'm kind of excited about is uh, Pan's Labyrinth. And here's why. So, Garrett, you watched it. What did you think? I love Pan's Labyrinth. It's fantastic. It's magical. It's, like, interesting. It's crazy. There's tense parts. Like, yeah, it's a little bit of everything. Okay. Kind of... So, so, it, it reminds me a lot of, of Dungeons and Dragons, you know, a lot of fan, oh, fantasy God. aspects. Oh. <laughs> why? Um... You know, so here, here's where I'm at on Pan's Labyrinth. I remember when it came out, um, everybody was swearing by it. Man, this movie. Oh, it's just, it's gorgeous. It's fantastical. It's fun. Guillermo del Toro is the man. I love all of his stuff. Like the Hellboy <laughs> movies, like so good. Like I, I love a lot of his stuff. Never seen him. So yeah, I know Garrett's just, put your, put your head back up. Come on. Dude, I'm sorry. I know I let you down all the time. It's hard being your hero, Garrett. You know, like I know you put me up on a pedestal dog, you know, putting me up on this high pedestal. Uh, you do, you do kind of have me on a pedestal, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. As long as we're clear on that. Um, I've never seen those movies, uh, but I was excited about the aspect uh, or the prospect of being able to watch Pan's Labyrinth. So at the time we had these things called video stores. So you would go and rent videos, uh, formerly on VHS. So when this came out, we had a VCR player that played these VHS tapes and uh, I went down picked up a copy of Pan's Labyrinth, all excited, came home, popped it on, told the wife to, uh, you know, sit down, we're watching a film, and then got very mad, extremely upset. Do you know that they gave me the Spanish language version of this? Man, I was pissed. So mad. I went right back to the store and said, hello, where's the English at? I'm an American who speaks English. And they got... We don't, we don't have an English version of this. I'm like, what a lame story. You guys are going to stay in business very long with this kind of crap. And then <clears throat> come, to, come to find out, it, 
it's only in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> it if, is a subbed movie. So subtitles on it yeah. only in Spanish. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro, you know, very, very Spanish. I found, found this out later and, um, <laughs> was quite embarrassed and had to make some apologies to the owner of said store. <laughs> and, but you know what? You called it. They're no longer in business probably. Yeah. <laughs> I was right again. <laughs> <laughs> Not for the reasons you thought, but they, they aren't in business anymore. No, but I, I, I'm looking forward to being able to actually watch it this time because I have heard so many great things about it. But it but it was kind of a bone of contention where, you know, my wife thought it was hilarious that uh, I unintentionally did something funny. Yeah. By, you know, like kind of throwing a fit and oh, we got the, I, got so the, good. I got the Spanish version. I, I, I don't speak Spanish, uh, but I do actually uh, I speak pretty decent Spanish. Let me tell you, <laughs> I know I don't look like I've got an accent, but uh, it's pretty easy for me to do. It's not a problem. <laughs> there's a difference between <laughs> speaking Spanish, though, and just having an accent. No, I'm pretty sure there's not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, to each his own, I guess, on that one. <laughs> um, but no, Pan's Labyrinth is a great movie, classic. Um, definitely give that one a watch. Um, but yeah, there's there's a huge list. Go over to um, uh, Polygon, and they have the whole lineup there of everything coming to... Um, uh, Netflix next month and there might be something in there that piques your interest the last one uh, news article here that we are going to hit is uh, from Nintendo Life uh, the SNES Classic runs PlayStation 1 games better than the PlayStation Classic so and they reported that on Nintendo Life yeah well, they gotta really rub it in their faces man. <laughs> it's pretty good um, so last week we poo pooed the PlayStation Classic a little bit like terrible lineup terrible interface like all these things that we've just heard i remember it differently garrett i remember you poo-pooed it and i said imploringly hey if anyone wants to send me a playstation classic i will gladly take said item and review it here on the podcast thank you so very much read it rate us and review us on itunes thanks well i don't know after you hear this you might think uh think a little differently differently on that one um so i'll just read a little bit here if you keep tabs on the competition you will have no doubt heard about the PlayStation Classic. Following Nintendo's success with the NES and SNES Classics, the Sony decided to release a miniature version of its own legacy hardware. Uh, unfortunately, this particular system hasn't lived up to its expectations with an underwhelming library of games due to licensing issues and some odd design choices. If that wasn't enough, tech experts have found a lot of these games are the slower, pale versions, which is like uh, over in Europe they use a different version so basically, one thing after another, um, that, that's all stuff that we already knew. Well, in this article, uh, Nintendo Life, uh, Liam Doolin, he basically up, got his PlayStation Classic up and running. He tested Ridge Racer Type 4 um, on the PlayStation Classic. And then side by side, you know, on the same screen, he brought up his <laughs> Super Nintendo Classic that came out a year ago now. Is that right? Um and uh, he was able, through you know, magical means, <laughs> got like uh, an elf magical means. Pretty there? much. Okay, just wanted to uh, make sure. Brought Ridge Racer, you know, put Ridge Racer uh, Type Four onto the Super Nintendo Classic, um, running with the PCSX rearmed PlayStation emulator uh, with RetroArch. Um, and fun, fun, you know, funny enough, the PlayStation Classic, which you know, they charge a hundred bucks for basically you're just paying for the plastic because the software on the PlayStation classic is the same exact software, but without retro arch. So it's just the PCSX rearmed emulator, which is a free program you can get on your computer. Yeah. Which is, so it's just like, okay, Sony, you're charging a hundred bucks for some plastic. Uh, anyways, the side-by-side -side comparison showed that basically the SNES classic had much smoother, uh, graphics, uh, smoother frame rates, better uh, even control response um, with his, uh, you know, he was playing a racing game, so hitting the gas button, going like turning left and right around corners and stuff. The responsiveness was way more on point with um, the SNES Classic than the PlayStation Classic. So basically what we're saying is Nintendo is doing PlayStation better than PlayStation is doing PlayStation. Right? I want to say right now, Garrett, and, and we'll get off of it because I feel like we're beating up a dead horse, but you're a bully, man. You like pushed PlayStation down last week and now you're proverbially kicking them in the head and then 
kicking dirt over them, dude. Like, you're burying them. Horrible. No, you're you're going to get some hate mail, bro. It's only because I hold them at such a high standard. Yeah, of course. It's because I love them so much and always have. I mean, right, right now in the studio, I'm wearing my PlayStation uh, Ugly Christmas sweater. Like, that's how much I love PlayStation. There's Key X's and ugly. O's. And, Keyword ugly. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I know this is a thing where it's funny, like, I'm going to wear an ugly sweater that my aunt gave me. So people wear these. This thing is disgusting, dude. I mean, there I see a cheese stain on your uh, left pectoral area. Um, that looks like it might be ketchup or blood. I'm not really sure. I don't want to, you know, question or judge. But this is dirty, dude. You needed to like wear something different yeah, and not quite so ugly. You know, I just got to show off my love for the PlayStation. <laughs> got to show it off. Got to prove to the people that I love Sony. And that's why I'm so critical of them because um, I just I just want the best. And I expected the best out of this classic. And to be so disappointed initially with the, the lineup and then, you know, the preliminary reviews coming out like, hey, the interface isn't great. And then for them to compare it, be like, oh, by the way, N- Nintendo does it better. <laughs> Uh, this is such a stab in the back. Um, you know, it it's sad. So I just wanted to bring that up and say, don't buy the PlayStation Classic. Don't I, don't spend the hundred bucks. That's too much money. So Sony should never try to go for that old uh, Nintendo Sega type commercial where they say, you know, Sony does what Nintendo don't because apparently Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo does, but <laughs> PlayStation don't. You know, <laughs> right? No, I, yeah, it's 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 a bummer, but it is what it is, and uh, yeah, I just I I thought it was both sad and interesting, and wanted to bring that up. Okay, we're going to get into uh, new releases real quick here. Uh, There's not a ton. Uh, Solar Flux on Switch. Insurgency Sandstorm on PC. Uh, Grease, or Gris, I think it's pronounced, um, on PC and Switch. Uh, Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom, The Lair of the Lost Lord DLC on PC, PS4. Omen Sight, the Definitive Edition on Switch. Below on Xbox One, and then Borderlands 2 VR on PSVR. Uh, I really enjoyed Borderlands 2, the original game. Um, so that actually might be a lot of fun. Um, too bad I don't have my PSVR anymore. Oh, no. And for, uh, Are you it, telling me you sold it? I sold it. We're learning right now on the air that you sold it. Yeah. You told me you were going to give it to me for Christmas, Garrett. I'm sorry. I think that means you got to buy me a new one. Time, times are tight. Times are tight. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, that's what what basically happened with PSVR. I loved the unit. Um, it was a perfect, like, inexpensive way to get into VR compared to other units, like the Oculus um, and the... Um, I just totally blanked on it's called, but the other uh, VR units out there, they can be expensive and they require an expensive gaming PC to run where the PlayStation VR, like over Black Friday, they're on sale for like 150, 200 bucks and you just need a PlayStation console, which was also on sale for like 150, 200 bucks or something like this, you know, for pretty cheap, you could have a sweet VR setup. VR is fantastic and PlayStation VR is done right. Um, I played with it a couple of times. Uh, First time, of course, obviously with you with the Resident Evil. I loved it, thought it was great. One problem is uh, motion sickness. And I think that that's gonna be across the board with any. Uh, You kind of gotta only do it in small spurts and kind of subject yourself to a little bit here and there to kind of build up your tolerance to it. Cause it can throw you off if you don't have any experience Uh, having the headset, you're using the uh, in your mind you're going forward but it's really just your fingers moving it can kind of mess you up a little bit yeah it messes with you a little bit but now the main reason i got rid of it though is um so again having a kid it was just hard for me to find the time to sit down and play it it wasn't something like uh you know with just with your ps4 you can fire it up play a game real quick and then just suspend the game and go back you know go off do your own thing like change it to baby's diaper whatever you got to do with VR, it'd take about like 10 minutes to set the thing up uh, because I had the original launch model, which didn't have the 4K pass-through because there's a little box that basically the VR plugs into, like a little uh, processing box. The original model did not have, did not allow 4K and HDR to go through the box into your TV. And so when I wasn't using the VR, I had to tear it down. Like I couldn't just leave it. 
kind of thing all hooked up. I had to get behind my TV, unplug cables, replug stuff in. I'm like, this is not worth it. This is way too much work. And with a kid, it was hard. And and then again, it was one of those things like, hey, you know, we're tight on money. I haven't touched the PSVR in four months, five months. Like, I guess, you know, maybe it's time to time to get rid of it. Um, and as, as soon as I got rid of it, all these incredible games started coming out, like Borderlands 2 VR, <laughs> Tetris Effect came out uh, earlier this month. Um, there's been Moss that came out. Uh, and then there's there's one other one, but there's been just so much incredible stuff. I'm like, oh man, I want to play it so bad. But that was one of the one of the things that you told me when we originally talked about it. That was a drawback to the VR was you said there's really not a whole lot of games. And of course, that conversation was maybe a year and a half ago. Yeah, so, and in the last year, they've really really kicked it up. Um, it's definitely not a steady stream, but there's been some heavy hitters this year for for VR. It's been pretty cool. Wasn't there at one point some some fear in the in the VR loving community? that 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 it was kind of a dead aspect of it they weren't really putting anything into it so like hey they're, they're probably not going to support this a whole lot longer or create new content for it that, that's what everyone was worried about like it, even when it first came out like it literally came out everyone's like eh, this won't last long it's going to be another playstation vita situation where they just kind of kick it out there um they don't put a lot of marketing into it because there's not a lot of marketing. No one's really buying it. And because no one's buying it, they think, oh, it's because people don't want it. When in reality, it's just because they're not pushing it. Like a Sony would push it. Well, they've this last year, they've really kicked into high gear with pushing the PSVR. And it's been, yeah, neat to see some really awesome games come out for that. So, yeah. So if you have PSVR, check that one out. Borderlands 2, that's a fun one. I uh, just played, you know, the original version on PS3 and PS4. So that's a good one. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Now, let's get into the what you playing. Oh, here comes that what you playing. So, I'll let you go first this week. Okay. Well, uh, in what I'm playing is the same thing I was playing last week. I have stayed steady on Red Dead Redemption on the Xbox 360. And, dude, I'm having a blast i've been i've been trying to carve out a little bit of time every evening doing it so i'm getting a lot deeper into the story and then uh i'm getting sidetracked quite a bit man like little things come up you know hey help me help me over here and i'm like oh i gotta go help him and i run over and uh a lot of hilarity has ensued so at one point in the game where i'm at currently i went to um this guy who has a dowsing rod and he's talking about he wants to get this land so he sends me out to this old prospector out on this land and says, you know, go try to convince him. And then I, I'll give you some money for it or whatever. So I get there to the thing and I have the discussion with the old man and he's, first of all, he puts a gun on me. So right away, man, I'm like, okay, I'm on defense on the mode. Defensive, yeah. Oh, you betcha. So he, he's threatening me. Hey, yeah, Shani, I want to put a bullet in you if you're coming any closer, you know? And uh, so we start talking I said, I want the land. He says, well, I could give you the deed for $200 and I was like okay that's well I didn't have sufficient funds I had like 135 <laughs> and I'm thinking well I could this can only end one way <laughs> well I could either now up until this point I have stayed the straight and narrow and stayed the path trying to be a good guy you know trying to work with the law and above the law and everything else and uh, there, there was a couple of options. It said I could go and try to earn money and come back to purchase the deed, or I could kill him and take it, rob his dead body. I chose to rob him after killing him. <laughs> I put a bullet in that dude so quick, like 
I, my wife watched me do it and she said, you didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh, man. Like there was no thought. And I said, where else can you kill somebody? <laughs> like I always and, knew you were. Just dude, I chose bad guys so quickly. Serial killer. Oh, no, down. pray for me, man, because I enjoyed it. I kind of <laughs> liked it a little bit. No, so, I felt guilty. Suddenly, actually. small animal pelts just started appearing on JJ's house, and there's just bones. <laughs> That's and, how it starts. Yeah, it starts That's with a, the small animals, uh, yeah, and eventually it works and a up weird to, smell to coming me. Through. There's a weird smell coming from there anyway, so, you know. I don't like being here alone in the studio with you now. Oh, I, I think you're, I you got an ugly sweater like that, dude. I'm not coming near okay, you. Okay, you know, you, you keep that. That's like the garlic, bro, to a vampire. <laughs> No, that's a uh, ugly that's garlic. Awesome. I'm glad you're liking it though. It's it's a, it was a lot of fun. Um, it's been a while since I played the original, but and I've been loving the the newer one. But yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying the first one, even with it being you know an older version. So that's cool. And, and it's new and, to me. That's the great thing. Yeah. It's new to me. So like I know like I I probably sound really cheesy playing it and, and enjoying it and and trying to explain to you guys all the the little nuances of the story and everything. And you guys are all like, dude, we did it already several years ago. You're so behind, kid. But honestly, I'm I'm having a blast and it and it just like I keep reiterating, it's just feeding that desire uh, to eventually be able to play part two um, for Christmas. So yeah. I mean, and that's the whole point this podcast was kind of like hey we're i'm talking nerdy things and you're kind of learning learning about nerdy things and things that you didn't get to experience or play back in the There's day some so. things i don't want to learn about and i want to unforget i'm just saying dnd unforget so, so you want to remember i want to unforget Unre- you know what <laughs> this is an english class dog <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry um for me i didn't play a ton again um it's been one of those weeks again. I did get some playing in. So I played three different games one in one night. So I kind of <laughs> jumped around a little bit. Um, I play a little Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um, I play a little bit of that because... Uh, You're new, a nerd? Because I love Star Wars. No, oh, okay. I, I love see, Star I, Wars. So I don't know what I was thinking. And uh, <laughs> I was playing the new content update that dropped... Uh, I think just this month, uh, it was a lot of the characters and maps from the first three uh, movies, episode one, two, and three. And then uh, I want to say, I think there's more game modes, at least from the last time I played. It's been a long time since I played because it wasn't necessarily a great game at the beginning. I kind of dropped off of it. Uh, But jumping back in this time, I was super stoked for some of the cool, fun game modes and get to play as someone like jumping in there as General Grievous or... Uh, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, like General General Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, him in his like general outfit and stuff like that. It's just kind of cool, like nostalgic a little bit. Um, I played a little so Call of Duty Black Ops 3 Zombies. So that game came out <laughs> two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an old one. Oh man, maybe four. Uh, it's old. It's an old Call of Duty. Um, but I have the um, Chronicles map pack for it, so it's all the it's all the old zombie maps from uh, the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 era, like all like HD remastered versions of them. So I was playing through those. It was just so fun again. Just like another nostalgia trip. Basically, it was just all one nostalgia trip the other night. Like I was playing Star Wars, playing zombies. I'm like, man, I remember playing these maps back in the day with my cousin, staying up till like two in the morning, Wait, three in where, the morning. Where was Trudy and Shep at? Because uh, she had not. She was not hanging out while you were doing all of this game plan. No, no. Okay, now the truth comes out. Shep Shep goes to bed, and I think Trudy was doing some cleaning around the house. I I helped her clean the bathroom. I'm like, okay, I'm out. (laughs) I'll scrub the toilet for you, and then I'm out. You threw a quick quick mop down, and you're like, I'm good. (laughs) I'm playing video games. Yeah. yeah. Honey, I need to have something to talk about on the podcast. That's my excuse now. (laughs) That's what I'm using, and it works. card I try to pull when I can. You don't want to overuse it, though. No, no, no. But I, I am... I'm using it liberally. I'm just like sprinkling it all over. Janet, listen, I have to play right now because I need to be able to discuss this. On It's for my podcast. You have to understand. Be cool. Um, let's see. What was the last thing I did? Oh, Crash Insane Trilogy. So that came out last year. It's an older game again. But um, after all that talk about Crash Team Racing coming next year, I was like, oh, I'm jumping back into that. So I play a little Crash Bandicoot 2. Instantly, I'm like, man, I... Re- don't, I always forget how hard this game is. And then you jump in and like, it was hard as a kid. And I'm like, I was 
you know, you think, oh, it'll be a piece of cake now. I'm an adult now. Like, I'm a man. I can handle this kid's game. No, uh, it's so... still out on that, Garrett. Okay, okay. Uh, but it is so stinging hard. Um, so, yeah, but I, I had a lot of fun with that. Um, alrighty, well, let's move on to uh, the next segment. We talked about last week that JJ was going to watch The Avengers. Give us uh, his short little review. I'll go over some... I have some facts and cool trivia and stuff about it and we'll just kind of talk about uh yeah this is jj's first um kind of exposure to this so we're calling this marvel madness (laughs) it finally happened it finally happened i i finally watched the avengers the marvel avengers movie and i absolutely loved it absolutely loved it i watched it and i I thought that fight scenes between all the major characters were huge. When they all come together for the first time and they're all like fighting each other. It's like, dude, this is so awesome. Fantastic. Captain America fighting with Iron Man and just Thor coming in. The scope, the scope of everything was just so huge. And yeah. So actually, yeah, it was Thor. It was Thor and Iron Man in the beginning that were having Mm -hmm. this incredible uh, fight. And then here comes Captain America. And it's just such a huge movie. I wasn't, I know that everybody's been into it for years and I know that I'm coming in late to the party, but it's cool, man, because now I'm here and now this party can really get started because now <laughs> there's going to be entertainment. Dude, this movie was awesome and it, it really just kind of feeds that desire to continue watching and to get deeper and deeper into, into some of these stories. But I had so much fun. I've always been the guy who when thinking of comic book characters when thinking of superheroes i always think the dc characters and it could be because of my age but that's what i always think of i think superman i think batman i think the flash and to a lesser extent aquaman but because that's where i think it's kind of like okay i perceive marvel as being less than that's what I've always kind of assumed. Uh, I know that probably sounds funny to a lot of your generation because you guys grew up where Marvel is absolutely dominant over DC. And they have been for years. And now I see why. By watching this movie, this this movie blew away any of the movies that I've seen DC do in the last few years. No, yeah. That Marvel's been killing it. Like DC hasn't even come close with their movies. Granted... Batman versus Superman is a good movie, but not as good as Marvel. I will admit that. I, I love Batman versus Superman. I'm glad to hear you say it, except for the whole Superman, you know, the end. I don't want to spoil or anything like that, but that Let's was, that was say wrong. That, that was Superman wrong. sucks and Batman's the bomb. I don't agree at all. Batman's just a rich dude who's got a bunch of weapons and stuff. Yeah, and he kicks butt. I don't know about all that. He didn't actually kick butt. Whatever. Whatever. We'll yeah. agree to disagree. <laughs> no, so Mar- Marvel's Avengers was was great, man. Yeah, and no, I, I just enjoyed the heck out of it. I rented it on Amazon and I rented it for $2.99. So I was, nice. it was pretty good. Yeah. Well, I just have a couple of little, this is hit the main info here. So it was directed and written by Joss Whedon, also written by Zach Penn. Uh, so the opening weekend, actually, no, it's hit the budget first. The budget for the movie was an estimated $220 million. That is insane. Uh, but what's crazy, it's it's not the biggest budget. Like, as you go on, like, you think about the Mar- Avengers keep adding more and more characters. It's getting more and more expensive. Um, but opening weekend in the U.S., they made $207.5 million. It's crazy. Uh, gross in the USA over of all time in theaters, $623.357 million. Whoa. And then that's just in the U.S. So now worldwide gross, $1.519 billion. Man. Isn't that, that insane? Is that's so much money. That is a lot of money. That's a lot of saving money. You could break me off just a little piece, just a little chunk, like just a little, a little nugget of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'd be set for life. Yeah. No, it's, it, it was a big deal. It was the first time. It was the first, like, group, you know, collaboration superhero movie ever, like, and on a, such a large scale anyways. Like, it's, like, there had been nothing like it ever before. Like, oh, we're going to have, like, 
Thor and Iron Man and Captain America and Hawkeye and Black Widow and Hulk, like all these guys come together in one movie. Like it's just insanity. Like it was like on such a high budget film and it just blew everyone's minds, even, you know, nerds and non-nerds alike. (laughs) So that was pretty sweet. Um, I have a couple of little trivia pieces here for you. Um, So a lot of, a lot of people when the Avengers came out were a little confused because in the original Hulk movie, not the original, but like the original for the MCU in 2008, it was Edward Norton. Uh, he was originally set to reprise his role, um, but negotiations between him and Marvel Studios broke down, it says. Um, and so Norton was replaced with Mark Ruffalo, which another little tidbit on that, it's interesting because it says, ironically, Louis Leterrier, uh, who I imagine is a guy who does like maybe part of the casting team. He actually wanted Mark Ruffalo for the role of Bruce Banner in the 2008 movie before Edward Norton. So it's one of those things where like originally they wanted Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo didn't want to do Incredible Hulk in 2008. So they had Edward Norton and then Edward Norton, you know, had a breakdown in negotiations. Basically like he wanted more of that Skrilla. Yeah. Um, I like how you use the word Skrilla. You like that? Yeah. Like the kids do. Um, oh, Garrett. And, uh, <laughs> and so like Mark Ruffalo ended up still playing the Hulk, you know, but just not in the original, but he came back in the Avengers and he's been there, you know, up and still to today. Yeah. I enjoyed the, uh, the Hulk movie that had Ed Norton. Now there was another one that had Eric Bana in it. That was not good. And those ones are all, those aren't part of the MCU. That's, no. that's what, so that, we're just talking like MCU stuff here. Yeah. But yeah. But Ed Norton, yeah, apparently like you were saying, he wanted more of that Skrilla. What I understood was that he wanted top billing above Robert Downey Jr. Again, this is all just gossip. It's, you know, mythos that's been uh, put out there under the lore of these movies. Um, but he didn't get it. Obviously they didn't, they didn't uh, acquiesce to that. Mark, Ruffalo, I loved his portrayal of the Hulk compared to how Ed Norton uh, portrayed it. I really liked how he was this damaged doctor who was holding all of this pain in and all of this hurt. I loved what Mark Ruffalo did with it. So, the, and no, every did, one of the characters, did an incredible job. Yeah, every one of them like worked so great, and the comedy was was perfect throughout. It, I mean, it was the action, it was the scope, and just. All of that combined with comedy in just the right spots, peppered throughout the entire thing, just made it made it all the more better and made it something that I think will be remembered for a long time as as a great film. And I I hope that the other ones hold up. And according to others in this community, uh, they do. So I yeah, they only get to, better. They I only get better watching it. Yeah. So a couple other little cool trivia pieces uh, along the lines of we'll stick with. Um, the Hulk here a little bit. Sound editor Christopher Boyes has stated that he went through a complicated process to craft the Hulk's voice. The final product turned out to be a combination of Mark Ruffalo's voice, some Lou Ferrigno voice, who is, you know, he's an old, you know, actor who did the Hulk back in the day, Mm -hmm. and a little bit of me, you know, it's Christopher Boyes, and two people from New Zealand. So basically it was a mixture of these uh, five people uh, in the one, and that's how they got the Hulk's voice. So it's kind of interesting how they melded all these voices together to make one monstrous kind of voice. Um, Another one real quick. uh, Robert Downey Jr. is known for being a short guy. Um, And so in order to kind of offset that and kind of make it not as noticeable, in all the scenes where Gwyneth Paltrow is um, in Stark Tower, She's noticeably barefoot in all the scenes while Robert Downey Jr. is in three or four inch platform shoes so that he looks taller than her. I just think that's funny. Like that is I, fantastic. I wish that I had a pair of three or four inch platform shoes because I'm not that tall at five foot four inch, but I pack a lot of awesome in my little frame. Dude, but you do a trip and fall so quickly I in those things. I have no clue <laughs> how I'd ever make that fantastic work. Fantastic to watch. But yeah, I thought that was kind of a cool little tidbit to hear that, that, uh, he was highly challenged in trying to wear those those little mini stilts to try to stay up. Paltrow's a tall lady, so yeah, you gotta gotta even it out a little bit there. But uh, yeah, well, I don't know anything else about Avengers you're excited about. Uh, I know you know I'm excited for you to keep keep watching more of the movies. So um, have you now? Have you seen? Um, Thor 2, Thor the I Dark ha- World. I have not. Okay. 
So is that the one I should go to next? That's, so that's the next one. Okay. In the order that they came out. Uh, it is not a good movie. Okay. Can I skip that one? Or no. am I going to get marks you have, off? You have to suffer like the rest of us. Okay. <laughs> not real thrilled about that because... It's funny. I, mean, I thought he was great in this film. I thought he was fantastic in this yeah. film. I loved his no, character. No, he was great in Avengers. I did not like Thor. The no, original the first, movie. I didn't like the first one either. I also did he not was great like, in Avengers. Thor 2 is worse than Thor 1. I also did not like Captain America, the original Captain America. I, no, that one wasn't my favorite either. But yeah, yeah the next one, it's, it's up to you. If you want to skip Thor the Dark World, I'm sure I can get you a plot synopsis somewhere. <laughs> to know. But it's yeah, pretty, why don't but I do I, that? But other um, than that, uh, so the next one after that, Iron Man 3. Watch Iron Man 3. One okay. of those, so either Thor the Dark World or Iron Man 3. Those both came out the same year, 2013. Um, and uh, yeah, see what you think about that. But no, it, Avengers is such a fun movie. It's huge for its time. Um, and just it was the beginning of what it's become now. So it's so exciting to see where they were, where we are now, and just what's to come down the road. Alrighty, everyone. Uh, we're going to wrap up the show this week. Um, thank you so, so, so much for listening. Uh, if you have any other questions or want to contribute to this show, uh, contact us at all the places, supergamerboys.com, Twitter and Instagram at supergamerboys. Facebook is facebook.com slash supergamerboys. Um, you can find us at all those places. Uh, Come, come play with us. Come, Please. Come and play with us. Come, 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 come only, hang out with us a little bit. Not only play with us, we're really cool. We're good people. Well, we're, really, we're, we're really cool. Trust me. We're extremely cool. We are so cool. Um, yeah, if you could, please. I don't know if you said it right now, but it bears repeating often, all the time. Beat it into your subconscious mind. For all the time, you need to rate us and review us on the iTunes. Yes. If you give us a five-star it really does help. It helps us get more eyeballs on the product. It gets more people to play with this, 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 uh, this podcast that we are doing. And and we'll continue bringing you just wacky, zany garbage every week that we will pour into your ear holes. And uh, it really does help for you to just share it. Share it with your friends. If you enjoy our podcast, tell other people about it, please. It will help us and uh, ultimately will help you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, again, shout out to Star Andrews. Thank you so much for our logo now. Uh, remember, check her out on Instagram at groundfloorclothingco. Um, check out some of the cool projects she's working on. And uh, hey, if you ever need a sweet T-shirts printed up or some cool vinyl stickers for your car, uh, hit her up. Uh, she's got make some quality stuff. Thank you, Star. And I'm looking forward to the T-shirt with uh, Garrett and my face on it. Uh, we'll be we'll be waiting patiently for that. Well, we haven't ordered one yet. I guess we. I, I guess thought, I should get on that. Oh, you should have already done that, man. <laughs> it's almost Christmas. It's Christmas time next week. I'll get one overnighted. You hear that, Star? I need it pronto. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Cool. Well, thank you guys again. Uh, we You can find us during the week at our Twitters, at G Morlang and at JJ Purdom. And... Uh, Come, come hang out uh, until next week. Oh, actually, no. Next week is Christmas, so we are taking a break. So we will not have an episode next week. Sorry about that, guys. But uh, we, we suck. We, we really we suck. We doing it's, this. Every time it's a holiday. When, isn't it horrible when people want to hang out with their families and just spend some quality time alone and, you know, enjoy the holidays together? That's just so horrible. I, know I hate we'll, it when people do that. I know what we'll do. Here's what we'll do for Christmas. You and me trade places just like we did at the beginning of the podcast where you play me and I play you it'd be like a video game come to life so here's how it works Garrett you get dropped down into my craziness my craziness of a family and extended family and oh dude oh my gosh and then me oh I get dropped in to your life oh and I can just grab the blankets and toss them up in the air like kind of crazy chaotic chaos is gonna inspire oh it's gonna be awesome Garrett oh man oh I can only imagine what I'm gonna do to your family you know not in like a psychotic yeah. way but I just we, mean like earlier we hit on the top like you know that you might be a serial killer so no, I, 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 I don't mean it like that I don't know if I want you near my family no I, so. I really mean it like that I'm safe yeah.
I'm good. We'll see. We'll, we'll create a safe word. But uh, so yeah, next week we won't be around because JJ will be uh, trying to infiltrate my family. Um, I could do it. I could. <laughs> I could play the part of Garrett Morley. Yeah. You notice, like when I do your voice, it kind of sounds like Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, I like notice that. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm Garrett. I'm sorry. I just want to say that I'm here. I, why do you have a lisp? You don't normally have a lisp, but it just uh-huh. sounds funnier like that. Hey, guys, thank you so much for joining us here on Super Gamer Boys. You guys are awesome. Garrett, you're awesome, too. And we will see you next year. Oh, I think. I think. I'm so lame. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. so lame. All right. Thanks, guys. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.